Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Micah Parsons, once again, the Defensive Player of the Year favorite. Does it feel that way? And immediately the first two responses I see are from the 214, it really does this time. And then from the 903, no. Next question is, let's just go ahead and fire off cut number nine because obviously Micah Parsons has had an incredible year. Third down stop for the Cowboys. Coming and up. Stafford back and rushed and hit and sacked by Micah Parsons. So the reason why I bring this up is Micah Parsons is not only the favorite, he's the favorite by a pretty wide margin right now. Can I ask a quick question? For sure. What happened to Miles Garrett? Miles Garrett is second. He's two to one. And Micah Parsons is two to three, which means okay. you'd have to bet more money than you would win. Wow. To, so essentially, he's three times the favorite as as Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is second. He led for a good chunk of the way, but since Thanksgiving, it's been Micah Parsons. And I have to admit, with this question, I will admit, and I looked at the numbers and they prove it all wrong. It doesn't feel okay. like he is the favorite for defensive player of the year. And I love this topic. I know that you came up with it, so I love it even more, right? Because I love you. Appreciate it. Okay. So, Corey, when it comes to this year, I was just thinking about Micah Parsons because we were talking about this question yesterday preparing for the yeah. show tomorrow, which is now today, is – I said that correct. You did. Is I was thinking when Micah Parsons came on the scene – at least our show wasn't the most pumped up about the draft pick. Agreed. Right? We were hoping to get a cornerback. Micah Parsons felt like crap. Everything fell apart, and now we got Micah Parsons. We were also concerned about some other stuff, too. And so he comes onto the scene as a rookie, and he is unbelievable. And we're like, wow, he is a linebacker, but he can rush the passer, too. And so we're like, what an amazing, awesome defensive rookie of the year campaign. And then last year... They move him to about 80% defensive end. And his first 10 games were arguably the best in the NFL. And we're like, oh, my God, was he He was an awesome linebacker. Now he might be the best defensive end in the yeah. NFL. Now, the season didn't end tremendously well. He kind of ran out of gas at the end of the year, being at his size, playing defensive end the whole year. And this year... He's doing kind of the same thing at both positions together. Now, still playing more defensive end than linebacker for most snaps. But it's almost like we've been shocked by him his rookie year, shocked by him in a positive way his second year. And so now we just expect it. So what I think he's doing is he's kind of putting his first year and second year together and having another great year, but he can't shock us anymore. Is it, that's where I'm coming from for your defensive player because I, I feel the same way you feel. I think you're right about that because we talked about the the brand new toy theory, and I think that fits in really well with what you're saying because 
I just went back and I looked at the numbers. And tackles-wise, he's on pace to be about what he is last year. But what people really think about is how many sacks is he going to get? Well, right now, he's on pace to have 16 sacks. His career high was last year at 13 and a half. And obviously, the year before, he had 13. So from just a sack perspective, he's clearly still doing very, very well. But I was surprised to just see how emphatic he was as the leader. Because like if you look at sacks, he's, don't mark that, he's eighth in the league. I didn't even think about it until you if, said don't mark it. That's if, a great sentence. If you yeah. look at tackles for loss, he's tied for fourth. So clearly great numbers, but not overwhelming favorite for defensive player of the year numbers yet here we are um he he could add some pass deflections and I, I do mean that with all sincerity like put your hands up and knock a ball down because I think he has two TJ Watt has seven and an interception like the and uh, don't forget about all the times JJ SWAT was the big thing right, right. whenever he was playing that was a big factor in his he changed games in other ways too if I couldn't do it this way if I couldn't get to the quarterback I'm going to keep the ball from being from being attached uh, to anybody else. But this is the number, Kevin. This is where it really is the the separation for me in the pass rush win rate rankings. Yeah, and I've I've sent you some other stuff that show Green in so much favor of all these other areas where Micah is just so far away, separated from everybody except for sacks. Yep. Sacks, he's kind of he could finish the season with the most sacks. He still can. Because oh, yeah. Khalil Mack, I can't guarantee he's going to get any more than 15. Uh, and he's only two and a half ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he could finish the season, you know, against Washington. There could be a, a, you know, a, a great day right there if he really wants to do it. And he's got some big games here that he has to make some big moments happen. Hell, I think against Detroit, he might have two and a half to three sacks in that game. Woo! So, But I'm looking at pass rush win rate here. His plays, 194 plays. He has 72 wins. Okay, now whenever you hear that, you're like, okay, what is that compared to Miles Garrett? 198 plays, 59 wins. So well, Micah's pass more. rush win rate is 37% yeah. of the time. He's winning. Yeah. He's defeating the guy there. That doesn't count all the times that he gets held. Like that's not all all those that's times where really he's getting weird held. Part I, of it. So so 30% for Miles Garrett, 37% for Micah Parsons. That's the next best guy. Yeah. And then when you look at the double teams, 32% double teams to 33% double teams for Miles Garrett. The double teams are there too. He's taken on everybody's best and he's winning about as much as a hitter does in baseball. And so like his actually better than hitters do in baseball. They're almost 40% of the time he's defeating whoever it is across from him and taking on double teams at times. So that's where if you're, it's been difficult difficult for a long time for the NFL to kind of differentiate who's who's the best because they look at sack numbers and maybe there's a guy that has 19 or 20 he's clearly the winner this year but this right here is is proof that the pressure that changes games and that's what Mike is doing so well but this is the thing that makes that I don't disagree with anything you're saying this is the thing that makes that complex is from the 682. Max Crosby has more sacks, double the amount of tackles, number one in the league in tackles for loss and run stops, and number four in pressures. So he trails, obviously, in some of these categories, but he's ahead in several of the others. Just to show His you. His pass rush win rate is 19%. 
But that he also does a lot more than Micah in terms of run stopping yep. would be the argument about the all around edge rusher right and there. And I think Max Crosby doesn't get enough doesn't get enough credit for what he does. So let's talk about that. Even being the irritator that he is. Max Crosby is 40 to 1 for defensive player of the year. I told you Micah Parsons is less than even money. So let's even say he was even money. They, that would mean they would have him as 40 times more likely to be defensive player of the year than Max Crosby. And that's amazing to me. I also always and wonder And his team this. just held the Vikings to three points the other day. <laughs> what a terrible game that was. I mean, if you play defense, you're great probably job. like, we did great, <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. But what an awful game. Is I do sometimes wonder this. I'm not saying this is the way it should be at all. Is when he burst onto the scene in 2021, Micah Parsons, second to TJ Watt. Last year, second to Nick Bosa, is I do kind of wonder, Mike, you talked about the human element of voting. Yeah. And would people, like, naturally not vote for Cowboys? In the instance of Micah Parsons, I wonder if they would be driven to an account of about a tie, give or take, in a specific voter's mind. Give it to Micah Parsons to be like, man, he was second the last two years. He's badass. Like, this is his time. I hear what you're saying, and now you have me Googling, and I'm not going to be able to do this fast enough. I just need to know the team that had the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year on the same team. I'm sure it's happened. Right. But it, this is going to be – can you imagine, Cowboy fans? Like, I know right now Dak's getting a lot of publicity for being the MVP with four games to go in the NFL season, and he should. He deserves it. We're bringing up Micah. Micah is the favorite. Dak is the favorite in Vegas if you're betting – they're saying right now we bet that Dak is the MVP, Micah Parsons is the defensive player of the year. I just that's hard to fathom. And the Cowboys are having a great year, but they would have both the the two most prestigious awards for players are the MVP and the defensive player yeah. of the year cuz the defensive player really has no chance anymore yeah. at MVP. So I'm just thinking to myself, I guess offensive player of the year is kind of your third award. I would agree. And I don't think the Cowboys, I mean, CeeDee Lamb might finish in the, I think he will finish in the top 10 in that because quarterbacks don't get a lot of votes for offensive player of the year. It's kind of take out the quarterbacks. Who are we giving that to? I just, that's hard to fathom that the Cowboys right now with four games to go have the MVP of the NFL on their team and have the defensive player of the year on their team and are not really the favorites to come out of the NFC and play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it is it's wild and it pressures by the way somebody said uh voters don't care about I about don't know if that is rate. the case anymore. They care about pressures. If that's the case, Aiden Hutchinson has 42 and he has six and a half sacks. So the pressure is there, but he's it, not even on this board. It, yeah, it's not. So. It's not a place for him to be. So I think I think it would be between like a T.J. Watt, Max Crosby, Micah in that instance because they're all kind of in that lumped in that same group as well, with only about three pressures separating them. And I I do agree that there's probably still some voters who have been on that panel for too long that are like. I don't know about your fancy numbers and whatnot, but I think there's... What, what, why did you say it? Why did you do that? Because they're old? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But I think there's enough of the voters who are in the know of all of the stuff that would go into this. By the way, somebody asked about Deron Bland. We talked about some of his struggles. Yeah. He's fourth on the list. So it goes Micah, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and then Deron Bland 
who has been in that fourth spot ever since he showed up four weeks ago? I have the answer. If Dak and Micah Parsons pull this off and you have the MVP and the defensive player of the year on the same team in the same year, it's been done three times in NFL history. In 1986, Lawrence Taylor was Defensive Player of the Year. Lawrence Taylor was the MVP of the league. Oh, well, so that makes sense. he was on the same team because it was the same person. It's been done by San Francisco in 1994. Steve Young and Deion Sanders, MVP okay. and Defensive Player of the Year. The only other time it was done, 1971, Alan Page won both awards. He won the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. So, so it's only happened once in terms only of two different players. One time in the history of the NFL, 1994, Steve Young and Deion Sanders did it on the same team. Besides that, you'd have to go to a defensive player who also won MVP. And I just really wanted to double down because I thought about this with the Philly game when they were like, oh, we think he has the flu. I had no doubt that Micah was going to play and make an impact. I was just curious if some of us, because I think I have fallen into that category a little bit, sometimes get dulled to how amazing he is because he's so consistently amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying attention to it because I expect it to be there. It's like Luca syndrome, just a little bit. Yeah, and bit. I probably I, should pay more attention to it because yes. I didn't see Lawrence Taylor like in his right. dominant stage. I just didn't – I wasn't paying attention to the NFL at that time that way because I was four. Uh, but like, <laughs> grow up. I know, thanks. But like, that—that's where I should probably, for to be able to see greatness, I should probably pay a little more attention to it. When Dirk was here, I was like, look, he may never win a championship, but I get to watch greatness night in, right. night out. Right. So I might as well just enjoy that. No matter what, you always get, I don't want to say tired, but you just get used to it. Yes. I'm sure Bulls fans got Agreed. used to what Jordan was doing. And when we play Aaron Donald, we're like, oh my God, I get to watch Aaron Donald. And I know that he's probably a little bit out of his prime, but when he was in his prime, we're like, oh my God, Aaron Donald. Right? Yeah. But probably Rams fans, the 3,000 of them that they have, were probably <laughs> like, I'm kind of getting, like, you know, I'm getting used to this Aaron they Donald might have more fans doing than this. three? I think they might have more fans than 3,000. But 5, I, don't, I don't know how much higher I'm willing to go. No, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how much higher I'm willing to go. Probably Rams fans. I would guess there's a million Rams fans. You think that's world. a good disc? Yeah, yeah. I guess. 1.2 million, according to Twitter. Okay, because I think St. Louis, even though most I of accept. them were probably like, screw them, Yeah, they probably were like, some of them were like, the Rams are still my team, and L.A.'s used to have them, still have them. Now, the Chargers, I bet there are less than 350,000 Chargers fans. Oh, my God, fans. that number is so low. We will uh, investigate that, perhaps. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we move into the Expressway. We'll have some Mike Likes It, talk about Ranger stuff in the Hall of Fame, and Gridiron Gravy. Do you realize Christian McCaffrey is on the verge of making history? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Trying to do something here with Christian McCaffrey. Got a bruising block from Brandon Ayuk. Got another from Ray Ray McLeod. Turned it into a touchdown. It's a 65-yard lightning strike from McCaffrey. Holy crap, man. Every day you demand to get a Niners highlight play Dude, to come back on. I keep wait doing till, it. Wait till Christmas. And I then keep, what? I keep waiting to see if you'll get mad and stop it. That's honestly, I'm going to keep rolling these out until you're like, no, Chris, turn that crap off. You know what? A great highlight. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Well, Mike, you're not helping right now. It sounded good. There was energy in the call. There was actually like a good play by McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a Niners call. You're just giving credit where credit's down. Yeah, I see where like, you're going you with know, that, man. I mean, just be a nice guy. They had a good play. Clap for him. <sighs> that like, that is what? not the way you feel at all. Let San Francisco play those hey, highlights. Lakers won the fake championship. Clap, 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 <laughs> Lakers. Now that's more like it. All right, so Christian McCaffrey is actually on the verge of doing something really amazing. He had 152 yards rushing the first week in the 49ers win over the Steelers. He has been the league leader in rushing every single week since then. Only three other running backs ever have accomplished that and finished out the season. And right now, he's ahead of Raheem Mostert by 253 yards. So it feels like a pretty decent bet that he'll win the rushing title. Do you want to take a guess about the three other running backs who went wire to wire as the rushing leader? I'll take a guess. Go Jim ahead. Brown. Jim Brown is one guess by Mike. That's a good guess. That is incorrect. I will tell well, why'd you. Why would you say yes when you turned your mic off? That was to somebody else. Oh. Is all three of them are awesome. Like you Walter Payton. Walter, Walter Payton, Payton was my guess. Is correct. So he did yeah, that, that in 1977. I was saying it for you. Ooh, maybe this will be a hint. I want to clarify. They're all awesome at football. I'll just leave it at that. OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. He, yeah, because he wasn't maybe correct. awesome at other things. Hey, he, Twitter world. He did it twice in 1973 and 1975. And there's one other? One more. Emmett. I'm Smith. worried about Barry Sanders. Emmett Smith is correct. He was the last player to lead the league in rushing every single week from start to finish. That happened in 1995. It's been 28 years. 
And like all three Earl of, Campbell. No. He's already done it. The, He's the sausage. List is done. He had to make sausage because he couldn't do it. <sighs> Edger and James. None of these other what? running How backs. How do you go from those people to Edger and James? Hall of Famer. Two years in a row. Okay, but like if we're tearing out the Hall of Fame, which I think we're going to do when Mike likes it, you do not put Edger and James in the same group as Walter Payton and Emmitt Smith, right? He two years in a row. But he didn't go back hey, to back. Kevin, how many people or have won it? How many beginning to end? went beginning to end two years in a row? I think 12. Oh, Corey. That's pretty impressive. I have a question. Otis Anderson. Is is Emmett Smith your favorite cowboy of all time? Um, Man, that is a very tough. You guessed Emmett. You got it right. Yeah. And I feel like you have this connection with Emmett, and I'm just wondering, is Emmett your guy? Emmett and R.I. are pretty tight. He gave me that tequila bottle <laughs> he did. Uh, at the Super Bowl. Uh, I've interviewed him multiple times. Yeah. My Twitter profile has a, my first interview with him. I love Emmett Smith, man. I really do. I but that there's a whole bunch of people on that list. You don't know who your favorite cowboy is of all time? I don't time? think I do. Okay. I don't, I don't, I, it's like Troy is Troy's right up there, man. I love Kevin. Troy. Who's your favorite cowboy of all time? Emmett Smith. I didn't do that I to mean, that's sandbag fine. That's, you. That's good. I, I have didn't a lot that. off the board now. You can't. It can't be. Oh what? crap! That's not how that Emmett works. Smith. I thought uh, we were drafting. Anyway, I just I was asking for a specific Ed reason, to, oh. but it helped me out. Emmett Smith. Now and, I know you're not an Emmett Smith guy. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett and Troy, I love them. Oh my gosh! All right, let's go to some elite wide receivers. Jamar Chase said 100% he's playing against the Vikings. They're like, I don't know. You haven't been out of practice. He goes, Yeah, 100%. I'm playing. Yesterday, how does he get to say? Is that? Justin Jefferson because, out? No, no remember Jeff- I told you yesterday, yesterday he's going to play. Okay. But do you think they're both playing because they want to show each other up? I don't think that. That is an interesting hypothesis. Well, they're both though. buddies, right? Didn't they? They played together. I, I can't rule it out. That's just not what immediately jumps to my mind. Let's go to cut number four. This is Justin Jefferson talking about being in an ambulance and watching football. Are you watching the game on your phone in the ambulance? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on your phone in the emergency yeah, room? Yeah. Like X-rays, I yes. Yeah. Okay. I was yelling. I was screaming. You know, the, the people that was really, you know, hurt, they probably was annoyed by me. <laughs> now, obviously, I love his laugh. But also, I love the awareness of the people that were in the emergency room that were really hurt, they were probably annoyed by me. Now I have to sit down with Which the, game all the did Cowboys. He go to, was all that time. the 3-0 game? Yeah. yeah. What was he cheering about? Yeah. What was what was he making noise about? That they scored, they got close enough to kick a field goal. Was yeah. he getting annoyed just because were people getting annoyed because he was like swearing and cussing so I mean, much? there's maybe like so, not yeah. a report or anything, but I can imagine if maybe you got shot or something, you were like uh, I, you probably here. couldn't yell at Midday him. on a Sunday? People get shot every day on, all the time, did you just Mike. Suggest that you can't breathe yeah. if you're shot in the foot. You just said I don't think that they could. That a lot of shot. Not. That's true. Yeah, you get shot in the lower area. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can't. I've breathe. never been shot. Before. I've never I feel like been most shot. Most shootings either. happen at night. What statistical evidence do you have to back that up? The news. <laughs> news. Okay. Corey's looking it up for me. Okay. I would say I'm gonna before you give that answer. I would say that. 75% of shootings where people get shot, it happens during the nighttime. 
75% of shootings where people get shot. Okay, we'll... Well, you could shoot an animal. You could shoot, like, different things. I'm, I know what you meant specific- by shooting, Mike. I want to specifically talk about people here. Oh, my God. Because if a horse falls, you're shooting it during the daytime. Okay. Like, gets hurt. I promise like, I won't get the data mucked up with your rampant horse shootings that you're talking about that occur in society as well. This is a tough find, guys. Okay, we'll... Get back to that? I don't know if we're going to get back oh, to we'll this get or back not. To it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike is in five oh, minutes. No. Oh, no. God help us all. Is Keenan Allen has been ruled out tonight. So we're talking about Justin Jefferson's going to play this weekend. Jamar Chase is going to play this weekend. Keenan Allen has been ruled out tonight for Thursday night football. A couple of other things. The Giants did designate Darren Waller for return from injured reserve. Obviously, that doesn't mean he's ready to go immediately, but. He, they have opened up that window for him to come back. Let's go from that to the punt god. I didn't get a chance. Yes, to, I didn't I saw get a this. chance to bring this up. Yes, getting Trevor Boward. So we'll get a good idea of that now. So Matt Ariza, who we've talked about, is the former punter at San Diego State. That's when they called him the punt god. He got drafted. By Buffalo, I want to say in the fifth round, he was on the team. And then all the accusations came out that he allegedly, I'll just warn everybody real quick for some language coming up, is that he allegedly committed rape on a woman. And and I believe the further accusation was at the time she was underage. Well, it didn't go to criminal charges because they were able to show that he wasn't even there when this alleged incident occurred. And now to further it, the civil suit against him has been dropped with no conditions. We talk about this all the time. Like, if you have enough money, sometimes maybe you just think it's better to pay it off so you don't have to deal with it anymore. Well, the reports coming out are that the civil suit has been dropped and Matt Ariza has conceded nothing. He is no money has exchanged hands. Mm. No admission of guilt has taken place. he's had to pay a lot of money, I bet, to defend himself. With legal fees. All of that. So he is free and clear across the board. The police cleared him. The criminal justice system cleared him. And now the civil court cleared him. He's free and clear across the board. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen now? I think he's going to get Trevor Boward. I don't think he plays an important enough position for somebody to put him on the team. Do I think that's fair? I don't think it's fair at all. In fact, I'll say this. Obviously, you have to be careful about talking about situations like this. I, I assume and think this. I think men get away with way more against women in these cases then get caught and get punished for hurting I think you're probably for right. hurting women in this way. So I want to make that clear yeah. that men unfortunately get away with things that were being accused of this guy way more than they should. And I think that they should never be free the rest of their lives to be honest. I think that they they should lose their freedom the rest of their lives if they rape a woman. But in this case, I feel like when all of this is proven and the girl lied she should not be free as a human being either for the rest of her life. Or just I won't for say the rest of her of life, okay. but she should go to prison for a good amount of time. She ruined his life. I do think criminal charges would be appropriate in like, this case. And then the other thing is like, I know he's and she not, ruins other people's yes. lives by now when women really have this happen to them by, let's say a, a kind of famous person or a really famous person. Unfortunately, they'll point to this this horrible human being who decided, I don't know what her goal was. Obviously, she was not happy with him in some way, shape, or form and decided to ruin his life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and then it also, I, I'm, I'm not saying this is the most important thing whatsoever, but the Bills were able, because of this, to void out his $3.8 million contract. Yeah. So, right now, we'll see if he gets to play. Mike said he does not believe so, and that's hard to argue against. I know. He didn't get the money for it. Obviously, he's been out, no doubt, a lot of money having to defend himself and all of these systems of justice in place, which I realize, I will point this out, I understand are not perfect, have said in this instance that he is innocent. But how many people will also walk around life and say, this system of justice is not perfect, so I don't believe he's innocent. And that's something, that's yeah. a stigma he's going to carry forever. It's like, I believe in the case of Trevor Bauer. I totally believe Trevor Bauer. Once that girl put the video out of her in bed with Trevor Bauer, smiling and happy that she slept with Trevor Bauer as he's just sleeping and her face looks perfectly normal, at that point, it's tough to believe you. But yeah. her face did get beat up somehow, some way, but I don't believe it was by Trevor Bauer. But that's only that's my opinion. I obviously wasn't there for that, but Trevor Bauer's career ended because of that situation. And I have to admit, I'm more intrigued or interested to see what happens with Ariza than I would like just your run of the mill puncher because I'm fascinated to see how the league deals with this. Yeah. And the dude can put the boot to the ball too. Yes. Like he really yes. is that talented. And we've always discussed the, if you're talented enough, a lot of, a lot of times they look aside from things, but is that talent at punter? I don't important enough. I don't know. I don't think so, but I can't wait to find out. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. If you could go ahead and fire off cut number 10, let's take some time to talk about the Texas High School State Football Championships. Bussy to the air, over the middle, complete on the run. DeCorian Johnson cuts back at the 15 and scores. 44 more and another touchdown pass for Terry Bussy. Now, yesterday, no doubt memories were made at AT&T Stadium, but none of those games were competitive. Timpson won Division I two-way 49-7. to Benjamin won Division II of the six-man division 82-34. to And earlier in the day, Gordon won Division I of the six-man 70-20. to so How many six-man divisions are there? Two. The, two. two. Okay. And then the, fir the first one I told you, that's two-way. But, yeah, none of those games were closer than 42 points yesterday. So, unbelievable job to all those teams that won a state championship. We move into today, Division II, 2A. Both of these teams, Albany and Mart, are 15-0 and 0 going into this game. So, no, no, neither team can lose. I mean, I feel like one of the teams is definitely the going purple to team. lose. What? They can't finish in a tie? But what I was really curious about from our Tolos, Twolos, our YouTubers, is their team today that we really need to be rooting for because we have talked a good bit about Alito, South Oak Cliff, Duncanville, DeSoto. Like, those will be the last four games with Alito playing on Friday night and then the rest taking place Saturday at AT&T Stadium. Do we have pockets of Tolos anywhere else that you're ah. like, man, I need you to get in on this team. They're, they're, we love them. We got a lot of fans out here, blah, 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 blah. Who do I do need to be rooting for? I don't know. Let's let those texts come in. Do you guys miss covering high school football when it comes to playoff time? That that was yeah. There are a couple of different times where play like there would be big games, big like inner city games or big division games. Homecoming I thought was always kind of fun because there was a lot of uh, uh, 
promenade going on. Is that the right word Hullabaloo? for Hullabaloo? Yeah, there was a lot Excitement, going on. Excitement, yeah, like there energy. Was, yeah, there was the, the stands were obviously much more full, and there was just a lot going on. But, yeah, playoff time. And I think playoff time, whenever it was early in the playoffs, late in the playoffs was cool and everything, but early in the playoffs, you could go at the old stadium, you could go sit at the, that stadium for the entire day and watch, what, six football games? Yeah. It was insane. Four. Usually four, they would do four. But you could watch you could watch a whole bunch of high school football, and it was all sorts of different crowds. You know, some crowds would have the, the, the coffee cans full of rocks, and some they'd all have different stuff. So, yeah, I, I do... I do miss that a little bit, but there was also some really interesting connections we made with some of the families and the students and so and even the coaching staff. You get to know them pretty well. So I, I do every once in a while. And we got to see a ton of people who went on to the NFL. Keenan Robinson, Jackson Jeffcoat, Kyler Murray springs to mind. And I, I realized the Justin concerns. Blaylock. Did Johnny yeah. Manziel like did he play in a state championship game? Kerrville? He did when he was with Tyvee, I'm pretty sure, but it was far enough away from most of our schools that I wasn't there for okay. that spe- those specific games. But, like, Kyler Murray, for example, whether he was dismantling Skyline or whoever it was. It- now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You just watched and you thought, this kid is on a totally different level, and he went on to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. I know that there are concerns about him now, but just think about how crazy that is. He's going to go on and be the number one pick in the NFL draft, and there's a good shot all throughout these four days. You will see players that will be in the NFL. And I guess you're too young for Miles Garrett, but I don't remember Martin ever making, Arlington Martin ever making a run deep in the playoffs. Yeah, they did not. And for Miles Garrett, I saw him in a scrimmage against Allen, and he ran wild on them. And I thought, who the hell is this kid? He's amazing. And clearly that's turned out pretty well. Uh, a lot of Malakoff and Alito fans so far that I'm seeing, Kevin. Okay, so. Where's for- Malakoff? Ooh, we'll have to check on that. They play in the next game at 3 o'clock. They'll be playing Franklin. And so Malakoff is undefeated and Alito also undefeated. They will play in the last game on Friday. Just outside of Athens, kind of in between Greece. like Corsicana, Athens, and Greece. Maybank. It's a uh, it's past Maybank, yeah, east. All right. Next question. This is kind of turning into Mike likes it. During okay. This football Go segment. for it. Do six on six high school football teams can they can they have five on five basketball or is there a three on three basketball league? Oh, I don't know that I've ever. I would like, if you can only if there's only on like five, I don't know. I'm that. assuming these six man football teams. Help me out if you went to one of these schools. How many kids are on the football team? Fifteen, twelve. It does not like just looking through the roster and box score. It does not look like there's a ton on those. If teams. there's only like let's say fourteen kids that can play football at your school, freshman through right. senior. I'm 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 assuming I could be totally wrong. 
how in the world do you put five people out there at a time playing basketball with substitutions and foul outs and stuff? Yeah, and the inherent nature nature of a 1A or 2A school is probably pretty darn small. Or maybe small. they don't have basketball. They're I like, don't know. You like, I, I think they do. Because didn't Leighton Vander Esch play basketball and six-man football up in the Northwest? I think they. I think he did. I think you can. I'm just not as familiar with the 1A and 2A schools, I'll admit. Okay. And they play on a smaller field because they're showing the highlights and they are not playing. Oh, from the 6A game? Yeah. 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 It looks so fun. I've heard watching those games is an absolute blast. Vanderish. I'm sorry. And both of those games ended up, I I guess for lack of a better term, essentially getting run ruled yesterday in the the state championship. All right. You ready for Mike Likes It? Let's do it. Okay. So Clayton Kershaw. Remember I brought him up early on in free agency and look, nothing was happening after the Rangers won. There wasn't like people signing. And I thought, hey, Jordan Montgomery's better. I didn't want to make that statement or that argument. Sometimes people took it a little bit different. Like, you want Kershaw over Jordan Montgomery? No, I do not. I would like Jordan Montgomery to be back on the Texas Rangers. At this time, I don't think Jordan Montgomery's going to be back on the Texas Rangers. I think financially Mm. it's not making – yeah. They're not coming together financially. I'm not saying I know where Jordan Montgomery's going, and hopefully he comes back to the Rangers. I'm still hoping Jordan Montgomery is a Ranger. But I think the indications are Jordan Montgomery is going to be on another team, and I have no clue who that other team is on like a six-year contract. Yeah. So Clayton Kershaw. There's an article out today on Clayton Kershaw because he went on 570 AM LA Sports Radio um, yesterday. And Kershaw said he's uh, in the process still of discussing with his wife, Ellen, about where he will play next season. He joked that the free agency of Shohei Otani uh, and his contract with the Dodgers this week allowed him more time to ponder his future. So it sounds like in this article, this is on ESPN, the article, but they're getting it through his radio interview in L.A. It sounds like he's either going to come back to the Dodgers or retire. That he's not even considering the Texas Rangers. Now, I could be totally wrong about that. And look, Chris Young and Clayton Kershaw are friends. If you don't know, they both went to Highland Park. They're a little bit different in age, so I don't know if they were ever... I don't think they were at Highland Park together. Chris Young is older, and I think by the time Chris Young graduated, I want to say Kershaw's six or seven years younger. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's about the age difference. But they are friends. They grew up in the same area. They went to the same high school, and I don't think that Chris Young is going to try to steal him away from the Dodgers. Right. If he, if the Dodgers, for some reason, nine years, nine difference, years difference, yeah. thanks, is if the Dodgers, for some reason, even though they said they want him back in this article, it even says a month ago the Dodgers said we want Clayton Kershaw on the Los Angeles Dodgers. But if for some reason they can't come to a financial agreement on a one-year contract, then I do think Chris Young would step in and say, if you want to keep pitching, we will have you here if we can come to a financial agreement on a one-year contract. That being said, I just want to make sure everybody knows Clayton Kershaw probably won't be a Texas Ranger. It sounds like in this article slash interview that it's Dodgers or retirement. I mean, and that makes plenty of sense to me. So my next topic off of Clayton Kershaw. I think this is an interesting topic. I'm going to – I watched this um, YouTube uh, talk, whatever – 
that it's called spitballing cards. So obviously it's on baseball cards and it's not even on basketball or football cards. It's specifically on baseball cards. Okay. But they brought up an interesting topic as these guys are hardcore collectors of baseball cards. And they said, do you know, since the debut of Max Scherzer in 2008, there's a good chance that nobody debuting after Max Scherzer, and that was 2008, nobody will make the Hall of Fame as a pitcher ever again. Now, they said there is an exception. Shohei will make the Hall of Fame, but you kind of have him in his own unique category. You're not putting him in the Hall of Fame for just being a pitcher. He will go into the Hall of Fame as the dual player that he is. They said Garrett Cole has a chance he debuted, I believe, I can't remember what year he debuted, maybe 2011 or 2012. I'm, I'm I'm off a little bit on it, but they brought up Garrett Cole that he maybe has a chance, but he has to pitch another, they said, a good three to five more years of premium pitching to kind of have that chance. And so they were just saying, are they going to have to change everything up for pitchers? Because after Verlander, Kershaw, Scherzer, CeCe's about to go in. He's really close to going in, but... These are like the three active pitchers that they know will go into the Hall of Fame. Verlander, Kershaw, and Scherzer. And they're like, after that, we might not ever see a Hall of Fame pitcher the rest of our lives unless they really change up how they say you're a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah, and I think, Mike, you've always said this. You feel like when you played against Hall of Famers, you knew it. And I feel like we should, and we were just been discussing a lot of those things. Whenever you watch a Hall of Fame pitcher, you should know it. Whether or not those stats like right. line up over the, the the years because the way the game is currently played, you should know if you're watching Hall of Famers in those times. And I think that's that should be more significant in, in those moments for those voters. And I think I think it is going to evolve because I think about like the Felix Hernandez Cy Young, for example. Yeah. Because he won like eleven or twelve games, not very many games. But I feel like over the years, you've seen enough of the voters change in terms of it's not really about how many wins you have. What is your strikeout to K or strikeout to walk? What is your ERA? What's your whip and things like that? So I feel like they evolved on that. I think they will evolve on this as well and be like, hey, does somebody have three Cy Youngs? Because they're in. I okay. I would put them in. I'm just telling you, if you win three Cy Youngs, I think you've shown you're a Hall of Famer. So... That brings up a great question because they actually brought up the name Jacob deGrom on this YouTube channel. And right now, how many more wins? Jacob deGrom is two years younger than our buddy Derek Holland. How many more wins does Jacob deGrom have than Derek Holland, if you had to guess? Um, 34. Okay. Because of the way you structure that question, I'm going to say 15 to 20. Jacob DeGrom has two more wins in his career wow. than Derek Holland. Derek Holland has 82 wins in his major league career, and Jacob That's DeGrom crazy. has 84. And you had, had 10? I had 10. You're almost DeGrom. Hey, I wanted to make sure it stayed a really nice number. Yeah, that's a nice 11 round didn't number. make any sense. clean number right there. I didn't want anybody to round Man, up or round I feel down. like at the time, you would have like done a lot of things to get that next win. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. Honestly, I would have, yeah. Okay, thank you for not... I guess I didn't take steroids. Like I thought about it, got really close to making some phone calls to do it, but I ended up not doing it. And I'm happy I didn't. I'm happy that I, because I don't know, like if it would have led to success, would I just 
Let's be, would I just lie about it the rest of my life or would I admit it and say, hey, you know, the last three years of my career that I stayed in the major leagues and yeah. was able to win another, let's yeah. say, 15 games. I did steroids during that time. And so the only reason that I made it, I'm see, I'm not, not <laughs> I saw your face. I'm making a suggestion if I would have. And I'm, I guess in my in in my era, there was a lot of no shame in doing it. Right. Plenty of people did it. There was no shame in doing it, but I would have felt shame. I, I guess I, I, even though I got really close to making a few phone calls and getting the steroids and figuring out how to do it correctly, I decided not to, and I'm glad I didn't. How difficult do you think that would have been to talk to your boys who love baseball and play yeah. baseball about that? If- I think it'd be tough. I, I don't know if if dads today who were lucky enough to make the major leagues and play in the major leagues for a while, but did it doing steroids and HGH because mostly you did both of them. You weren't just just doing one. You were doing HGH and steroids at the same time. I don't know if they say, hey, it was part of the era. I just did what I had to do to survive uh, at that time. I couldn't compete against the steroid HGH guys without doing it myself. I don't know how they go about it. Or do they just lie to their kids, you yeah. know, and just don't bring it up? I don't know. Good I don't question. know how those how those conversations go. I would hate to lie to my kids about how I stayed in the major leagues. Um, but back to the topic. Jacob DeGrom right now has two Cy Youngs. He's a four-time All-Star and has an ERA title. Like, I don't think he's going to have to these. I know he's not going to pitch much at all this upcoming season if he does. So those last three years of that Ranger contract, he's probably going to have to win 40 games in a Cy Young. To, for for your kind of yeah. if I'm gonna let Jacob Degrom in on 125 wins, I need three Cy Youngs. I'm, I'm telling you what the difference I think would have been because right now I'm with you. I don't think I would have put him in the Hall of Fame, but you know what? If you add eight more wins, I think I probably would have if they came in 2021 okay. because that's the season where before he got hurt, he was gonna oh, win yeah. the Cy Young by the. Biggest landslide or tied, 108 with, yeah, tied for the biggest <laughs> landslide ever. People are like, does he have to be the MVP then? But he didn't. And so you have two Cy Youngs. For whatever reason, I feel like three yeah. is the pivot point where I'm like, you're in versus I'll think can, about it. Can you imagine, though, Corey, if after Kershaw, Verlander, and Scherzer retire, Grinky's a borderline guy. They talked about Grinky being kind of a borderline guy, but obviously he debuted in 02, I think, or yeah. 03. I can't remember his exact year, but... After 2008, the debuts of pitchers and the debuts going forward, we might not ever have another pitcher go into the Hall of Fame unless we vastly change, change the, criteria. The, the criteria for a Hall of Fame pitcher. And, like, you're watching, you know, I know there are some really good pitchers in Atlanta right now. And, like, Spencer Strider, is it two years in a row that he's led in strikeouts? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if he led. He might have his okay. first year because he came up halfway through the season approximately, maybe earlier than that. <laughs> and but. it kind of goes back to, the, like, the Jordan-Brady thing where maybe Nolan's strikeout record is just too far for anybody to ever get to <laughs> because you can't pitch a 15-inning game and then pitch three days right. later on short right. rest. Uh, it's just not the way it happens. But, no, man, I can't imagine that there we won't watch another Hall of Fame pitcher in our lives from here on. Like, that doesn't make it, sense It doesn't make me. sense, right? It'd be like, hey, we're never going to see another Hall of Fame running back. Yeah. Because the running back position it's has changed. changed tremendously. But I think we're still going to, maybe not, 
Maybe, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's not a Hall of Famer. He's a great player, but he hasn't played enough for me to say that's a Hall of Fame running back. Now, if he plays another three premium years in the NFL, changes the topic, changes the story. But running back and starting pitcher, we could become old men 10 to 15 years from now and go, we're never going to see another starting pitcher in the Hall of Fame because nobody's going to get close to even 200 wins, to be honest. And nobody's going to get close to, let's say, 3,500 strikeouts because they're not going to pitch enough innings. And then running back-wise, I know it's a topic that we need to get to the C block here, but we might not ever see another running back in the Hall of Fame ever again. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it is indeed the C block starring Corey Majors. The audio you've been waiting for from the Microsoft Excel World Championships plus. He's right. Will you apply for this job next on The Fan? Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.